0: You're listening to I Heard It on the 806, a podcast by John Bowers. This episode is a continuation of last week's podcast titled The Washing of Ezra Nehemiah's Feet. After that unforgettable time at the Missions Conference in Harlem, New York, a new kind of relationship began between Christ Center Church in Oregon and Bethel Gospel Assembly. Deeply moved by this new season of reconciliation. Bishop Ezra felt that it was time for him to accept an invitation to guest speak at one of the racial reconciliation meetings that were held annually in New York City. His message for them would paint a picture of what true reconciliation looks like in the body of Christ.
1: After the washing of the feet and after fellowship and relationships started, reconciliation really started happening. Ezra Nehemiah Williams was invited again after he had canceled out year after year after year of going to reconciliation meetings, he had accepted a large reconciliation meeting in the city of New York, and he was our guest speaker. Well, prior to that, many years had passed. Bethel had brought hundreds of church members to Christ Center to live in our houses, to eat our food to praise the Lord with us in, at Christ Center. We did rafting trips. We did all kinds of fun things. It was a blast. We, we just simply played together and in playing together, we really became one together. Ezra Nehemiah Williams, some 15 years after this relationship continued to grow and grow and grow, he actually invited Linda Gay and myself, my wife and myself to come to New York and stay in his place. Unheard of. The leaders of the church said this is unheard of. He's never had other leaders come and stay in his house. And to have you guys go as white people is really big. Well, what he was doing is returning the favor. We invited him out to Oregon. He stayed in our house. Then we would stay in his house. And then I found out that Ezra had prostate cancer and was having an operation. So I flew to New York to be with him. And in in being with him, prayed and just believed that it was going to be a time of healing and it was there was a yeah, healing season that took place there but he had a blood issue of leaking blood from the incision and was afraid to come to oregon that next season because it was about four months out and he was we're having a, another big pastor's conference and harlem was going to bring many of their people and bishop was going to spend that time in our house and But he said, I I don't think I can come, John. I said, well, why can't you come? He said, because I don't want to soil your sheets. I said, well, what kind of friendship do we have then? Then after all these years, after all these years, we really don't have reconciliation because you're afraid to soil my sheets. I said, let me ask you this. If the table was turned and I had the same issue you had, would you not want me to come to your house and be afraid if I'd soil your sheets? He said, well, of course not. I said, well, then you're to come to my house. He did. He came to my house that year. And we had a great time together. It was then shortly thereafter, he called me and says, I've I've accepted a speaking engagement to be the keynote speaker at this big big reconciliation meeting in New York. I said, so you're going to do it. I said, what what are you going to tell him? He says, I already know exactly what I'm going to tell him. And he wouldn't tell me. Well, two of the leaders and elders of his church that I love dearly, staff guys, they told me after it happened, and then the bishop told me. He got up on the stage, several thousand people there, and he said, this would be my last reconciliation meeting with you. And he says, I'll tell you why. There's only one pastor, only one white pastor that I really have reconciliation with. For you see, I've been invited to his home on numerous occasions, I sit at his table, I break bread with him, and in turn, I invited him to my home. He slept in my bedroom, we broke bread together, we take communion together, we've washed each other's feet, and my congregation loves his congregation, and vice versa. But he said, I've been in the city now all my life, I've worked as a bus driver, where I would, in the 60s, drive the bus during the day, but then when the bus shift was over, I'd sit in the back because that's where the colored set. And yet you want me to come and talk to you about it's time that we have reconciliation. He said, I had a blood issue, and I didn't want to go to my pastor, a white pastor's place in Oregon and soil his sheets. And he said, what kind of relationship do we have? Are you afraid to soil my sheets? Would, I, would you be afraid for me to soil your sheets? And when I told him no, he says, well, then you come. It'd be an honor for me to have you soil my sheets. I went that year, and we had a glorious conference. He said, you see, I'm through with reconciliation meetings with these kind of gatherings, because not once have you ever invited me to your house, and not once would you come to my house if I invited you. Not once. Would you ever allow me to soil your sheets? I'm telling you, true reconciliation was displayed through a white church in Oregon as they came to Harlem and ministered to on the streets. And then we had relationship and we had fun together and we play together and we're playing together to this day. And to this day, we have relationship. That's reconciliation. This is not reconciliation. And walked off of the stage leaving the place numb. Both every, every staff members called me that day and said, oh, you won't believe what the bishop did. And I called the bishop, I said, man, did you really do that? He said, I sure did because I'm only gonna live re- rec- reconciliation. I'm not gonna talk about it anymore. Reconciliation is more than possible today if we can love like Bishop and I loved. If we can share congregations like Bishop and I shared our two congregations. It goes beyond words. It goes beyond a little heartfelt prayer. It's being willing to eat one another's food, break bread with each other, sleep in one another's bed, visit one another's homes, and even be willing to have you soil my sheets. You've been listening to
0: the I Heard It on the 806 podcast with John Bowers. Make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing wherever you listen. To learn more about John Bowers, this podcast, and to find out how you can get a copy of his new book, I Heard It on the 806, go to IHeardItOnThe806.com. This has been an Avenue 153 production.